This is a Curious Line podcast brought to you by ING. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ING podcast uh, recorded uh, here at GoTech World in, uh, in Bucharest. We're going to record uh, some interviews with uh, specialists and experts uh, from around the world regarding uh, technology marketing and other stuff here in ING Lounge. I am Vladan Driescu. I am going to be your host for this series of podcasts. And I have with me Dario Mancini, country manager, Waze Italy. Welcome, Dario. Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Because um, uh, we're going to start with you. I want to uh, just kick off with, with a simple question for you. Sure. Who are you, Dario Mancini, and what do you do at, uh, at Waze? And maybe your previous experience. Yep. So uh, I'm Dario Mancini. I'm originally from, uh, from Italy. And uh, so for Waze, now I'm like uh, the country manager for Italy, but also like uh, looking after all the emerging markets in the MEA. And Romania, I have to say, is growing so quickly that we're really like, you know, increasing our, our focus and, uh, and our presence here. Previously, I, I mean, I've been in, at Waze for now, it's uh, almost three years, two years and a half. And uh, previously, uh, I'm a long time Googler. So uh, I've been like 12 years Googler before working in various offices across the world, like in Dublin, uh, in Poland, uh, in Brazil, in Argentina, in US for a while. And then, you know, after, uh, after coming back in Italy, I decided to, uh, I, was, I always enjoyed to be in a startup mode uh, company. And that's why I decided to, to get my next move to Waze. Uh, you, you told us that uh, you are also uh, overseeing the emerging markets and the EMEA and we all thank you for ways here in Romania and also especially in Bucharest because we use it every day to navigate around the, around the town. Uh, what do you see here in Romania as a market? How does it grow? Um, what differences has it, uh, for example, when you see at Italy and then in Romania? Now, the Romanian market was an incredible surprise for us. I mean, it became one of the most important markets at Waze by penetration of, you know, users versus drivers. So the community, like uh, from 2005, from, from 2015, sorry, it reached now the 2.4 million, like, you know, monthly, 2.3, sorry, 2.3 million monthly users. And if you think that in Romania, there is uh, like an estimation on uh, approximately 5 million cars, we are talking about like that. Uh, basically, there's one ways users every two cars, you know, which is amazing. And keep growing double digit, meaning that in the next two, three years, we are literally seeing like the possibility of, of ways on becoming like, you know, covering like a 70 to 80 percent penetration of the drivers in the street in Romania. With obviously like, you know, a huge uplift in, uh, in Bucharest, where I mean, I've been spending a few days here and the traffic is definitely an issue. Uh, but also like in the rest of Romania where people are driving. So this is for us, it's, it's really becoming like, you know, excess case. Um, let's, talk, uh, let's talk more about what Waze does. We know Waze as a mobility app that helps us navigate around, the, around town. But uh, I know that you talked here at uh, GoTech World about the different dimensions that Waze has. Uh, I think we can describe Waze as a product which has inside multiple products. What are the other dimensions of, of Waze? Yeah. So 
obviously the ways that everybody knows is the is the app okay and just as a reminder the app that is powered by the biggest community of, of drivers in the world now reached a number of uh, uh, over like 130 million monthly users globally so we are talking about big numbers so our original mission to be honest was really like to ensure to save five minutes per drive to people with the aim to fulfill the maximum capacity of the existing infrastructure okay now we understood that we are sitting on, uh, on the mobility space in an ecosystem that is much much bigger so we had various various elements that actually you know we're bringing into uh, into our brand together so the first of all as i mentioned is the community so this is a uniqueness of our app compared to any other gps app in the world the community has the opportunity to make like you know real-time change to the app uh it is giving like you know a local flavor to an app that is like you know an international app it is very uncommon to have this type you know of uh, of local uh framework and intention when you're working like you know on an international app second on that as i was uh telling the story and doing the uh, doing my speech here we decided that our mission should evolve in kind of limiting as much as possible the traffic today. And to do it today with the existing infrastructure, the only way to do this is like, you know, using carpooling, reducing basically the number of cars on the street. I was showing a chart today, which we think, you know, is uh, like uh, exemplifying, you know, what, what is the situation of the mobility tendencies at the moment. So if you think of the infrastructure that is needed to bring like, you know, 60 people to work, like, you know, normally, or with like autonomous car, or like uh, electric car, or with like uh, car sharing, it is the very same infrastructure because in the end, we occupy the same portion of soul of the streets. With carpooling, you know, just even like, you know, having one person in the other car, you really reduce substantially, you know, the infrastructure that you're using. I mean, the issue is that uh, people always hate traffic, but in the end, you know, while in the traffic, you feel the problem, but you're also part of the problem if you're there. And this is very important to keep in mind. As we move along, you know, the other, the other areas that we're focusing is on like, you know, traffic data. So since the app is powered completely by advertising, so, and it's free and it's self-sufficient because we, we can, you know, we have a revenue model of, of advertising, of destination marketing. Uh, we are able to build like, you know, an ecosystem in mobility data that we are sharing in different forms with broadcasters, if they want like radio and TV to broadcast real time traffic data powered by us, or even and more like, you know, profitably with cities, like cities, like municipalities, entity of emergency response, entity of uh, traffic, we have actually, you know, this program that is called Connected Citizen Program, where we, there are like, you know, 1,000 like city that have joined the program and we're touching more, I think, that 2 billion people that are impacted by the program, which is like a simple two-way free data exchange where we give like, you know, to the, to the city, to the municipalities, to the partner, like the real-time data that the community is sharing and they're giving us back, you know, like uh, program closure, uh, like if there's any VIP visit and they're closing some roads, if there's any special event in the city. So in this way, the app is always up to date 
with the best possible routing to avoid you traffic and again to occupy as much as possible the free infrastructure on the street so that is really like you know all the words and all the elements that we're touching at the moment uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, your collaboration with the cities uh, two ways because we see that we, oh, nowadays we cannot help people uh, from we cannot stop people from buying cars because from for for them it's the most comfortable way even if they are sitting or exploring the city two ways um, but um, give us some examples of how cities take decisions based on da data that you provide to two ways yeah so this is there are lots of examples of this so one of the markets that is uh, it was early adopter for on ways in uh, globally it was uh, Brazil where we have like a big community now, because of our partnership with the city of Rio de Janeiro, during the Olympics of 2016, the city of Rio de Janeiro decided to review all their mobility plan based on waste data. Meaning that they, they made lots of changes to the existing infrastructure. They built like new infrastructure based on our data. Uh, they changed like, you know, the mobility sense of where people were going to ensure you know, there was the less congestion as possible. And the results were amazing. There was a, a double digit degrees in possible congestion. And uh, the city of, of Rio de Janeiro continued to be like, you know, one of our main partner globally, trying to find always innovative way to, uh, to be like, uh, uh, to follow like you know, the information that we're giving them to to make life of, of citizen easier talking about that if i may say I, i'd love to, to use this occasion to we we literally launched like you know last week uh, an update of this program called like connected citizen program which uh, we rename it as ways for cities so the great thing of ways for city will be that with this new program we are partnering with google cloud our cousins from uh, from google and we will make not only like, you know, the feed of data available for free, but we also give like, you know, free storage space on Google Cloud to kind of maintain this data and tool to analyze those data. Because before, obviously, the city, they, were, they had to equip themselves with technologies to actually interpret the data and make them useful. Now we're also offering them like tools for free and technology to make sense of data without having like you know any extra costs and we think you know that this is gonna like be uh, uh, a game changer there was like uh, a city in brazil again uh, called joinville that was the first city to embrace the program and they're literally building like you know the entire mobility on the city based on all this information so it's becoming more and more easier for for cities to understand the traffic uh, because we see uh, traditionally these big uh, data centers, these big screens where uh, municipalities are watching the traffic, trying to change the everything. Um, but now it's even cheaper to, to use the data from Waze. It's for free. It's not cheaper. Free. It's free, which is like, you know, I think is a, is a great asset in general, like, you know. I, I am curious if, if there are cities in Romania that are using your... Uh... Not at the moment. I mean, we are trying, I mean, we are starting to develop the ecosystem in Romania. So as part of the, of my mission for next year, it's definitely like the opportunity to start talking to the, to the mayor of Bucharest, to the most important cities and see if, you know, if they would like to join the program. So it's on the pipeline. Also, another dimension of, of ways, and you mentioned that 
uh, or the revenues are from advertising in in ways it's it's free as a product for mobility it's what you call mobility marketing it's using advertising for businesses for retail inside the ways uh, app how does it work in simple words for for retailers to advertise themselves inside ways okay so let's think a little bit about this you know usually I mean, marketing in general has, be, has been interested in placing money where people are spending time because we want to get them, okay? So I think every single marketer has always watched that, that chart when you see, I don't know, we spend so many time in TV and that is the TV advertising, we spend so many time in radio, etc., etc. And I mean, for lots of years, we saw that there was a disproportion of media, especially like, you know, that digital was under, underestimated or under, like, utilized. Now, from the data that, uh, that we were showing, like, people are spending lots of time in traffic, lots of time in mobility outside of their home. And historically, we were always, we were only being able to target them through, like, radio or out of home, okay? Ways it becomes the only unique, innovative way to make this part of consumer journey digital, where you actually interact with the consumer that is on the go on a digital way. With all, obviously, the, uh, the advantages that uh, being like a digital platform is opening up to a marketeers. What does it mean? So in uh, like very simple, practically, that we actually helping people. So we, we think we, we invented the new form of marketing. You, you were mentioning like mobility marketing. We are calling like about destination marketing, we name it. And it's like, you know, a way from a retailer to turn your location into a destination. Because differently from other platform, we don't only know where you actually are, like, you know, as Google or Facebook or other like similar platform knows, but we also know like, you know, where you're going. We also know the context of your drive. If you are in traffic, what type of mood you might be. If you're long, if driving like long distances. So if you're going like on holidays, so if you're, if you're doing like a, a virus trip. And this is making like, you know, all signals to be like uh, incredibly powerful for marketing to, uh, for marketers to cooperate. Another point is that people that are using Waze, they are craving, it's very common for them to have like information of what is happening around them through the traffic. So they're also willing to get services. So where is the petrol station? Where is the nearest coffee shop? Where is the near restaurant? Where is like, you know, the supermarket? Is there an offer in the supermarket? And that's the really way, you know, that the information that we're giving them that could really literally help their way uh, while, while they are out, you know, on mobility. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a bit complicated uh, for you as a process in, in the past to uh, make sure that you create advertising opportunities for retailers, uh, but also ensuring that this advertising, it's safe for drivers because we're, we're talking about people who are inside the cars um, and we know that every disturbing signal uh, can be can be a problem in traffic. How do you ensure to to keep these ads as discreet as possible? Now, first of all, so we have three type of main ads. Okay, so 
One is like, you know, the pins. The pins are just like, you know, a, let's say a digital sign of your shop that are natively integrated in the app. So while you're driving and you're passing by in a shop, you're just, you know, magnifying your visibility, having like a digital presence, which is not like disturbing at all. It's actually enriching your experience while you're driving. You don't need to touch, you don't need to do anything. The second format, which is a more push format, to the one to show offer and services, which is called takeover, is a format that we're showing only, and I'm saying only, if the car stops for more than four seconds. Meaning like, you know, that you are either like, you know, stuck in traffic, or you had the traffic light, or you have just parked, any of those instances. So we are serving no ads while you're moving, exactly because we think that safety it's very important for us, and we don't want to distract a driver. Instead, we, we get the opposite in the way, because imagine that you are stuck at the traffic, you are at the traffic lights, and you know, after four seconds, it appears like you know, your, your, your offer, and you have all the time to look at it and to entertain yourself. And then the very moment that you start your car again, it disappears immediately. So it won't distract you. And the search is just, you know, the search ads is a service that we offer, like, you know, where people are like stopped and they're looking for for something on top of that we now fully support android auto and uh, app carpe technology to move ways into your big screen of the car to be completely integrated to your car experience so obviously and again as a as innovative system we have been for the moment in us but we are expanding to the rest of uh, of, uh, of the countries like soon, the integration with Google Assistant so that you're going to be able to interact two ways directly with your voice without touching anything, even like doing reports, etc., uh, etc., et saving offers, everything. Meaning that we're really like, you know, taking care of this part. You mentioned uh, the out of home um, uh, ads uh, uh, and you are fighting for attention, for attention of a driver who is uh, stuck at the traffic, right? You mentioned he's listening to the radio or maybe a podcast. Uh, he's talking uh, with a headset to to his wife or um, um, uh, her husband. Um, so, what results do you see um, on the on the ads served two ways? Um, can you keep the can you get basically the attention of the drivers to take actions? Maybe not immediately but remembering, Googling uh, the stuff when they get home? Yeah, so this is also a very good question. I mean, we obviously are able to monitor only like the direct interactions that are happening, which believe me, are incredibly high, not only surprisingly for like a segment or business model that might require immediate needs. Imagine, of course, you're in the car and you need the petrol station to refuel your tank, you know. Obviously, you have an immediate needs. You see, like, you know, uh, the need to, to find a petrol station. You have it on the maps. It's a great service for you. Similarly, like, is like uh, what we call service restaurants, like McDonald's, Burger King, those type of services. You are, like, you know, on your journey from A to B and you have, like, you know, you're angry at the moment. You're fulfilling, like, an immediate need. But also on like, you know, not immediate needs, like even like buying a car or going to a retailers, we see there is a, a huge percentage of people that decided to change 
their journey to go there. Of course, then we also see there is a lot, an increment in overall navigations to the shop that we measure. So what we do as a KPI, we measure the people that are actually then putting your shops as a destination in the app. And we see that when the, I mean, when you advertise with Waze, the number of navigation is increasing substantially, meaning that you're getting traffic that you wouldn't have got before. And that's why we think, you know, the app is actually having like a good success in terms of... Uh, of I, I always like uh, a good story, even in marketing and advertising. And I want us, uh, I want you to tell us some examples of campaigns creatively done through two ways, not just putting basically a simple ad of your shop, uh, retailer, pharmacy or whatever uh, inside the app. So we look at creativity. I mean, cre creativity for us is quite important. First of all, because I mean, you're appearing on a small screen, so you have to be able to show your message in a way that is like easy to understand and uh, quick to catch, okay? Excuse me. Uh, for example, like, you know, so we can play on the creativity because we know the context. One creativity that I remember was very nice. It was done by McDonald's on uh, like, uh, what we call, they call it like, you know, food of the knee nights. So they, they used to run a campaign from Friday, uh, on Friday nights and Saturday nights, after a certain hours, with like a creativity that was like two big guys saying, if you are open, we are open, like, you know, with the eyes. So please come and get your, uh, your, your sandwich uh, to our closest shop. And that was very intelligent because you get all the people that were just out of, you know, of a club, out of, you know, out for the night in general, going out. And it was a very creative way uh, to connect. We also have like, you know, very creative way to, to use the app. There is a format that enable like a brand to change for a period of time, the voice of the navigator, customizing it with your, the voice of your testimonial or a specific one. Coca-Cola did a great campaign in US last year. So you can customize the script, especially at the beginning and the end, where you're arriving and when, you, when you're leaving, where, where you're going, so that the people can be like play a little bit. And you know that they are obviously very close to the, uh, to the figure of like Santa Claus. And they decided to do a change voice with Santa Claus voice. So that for the Christmas period, like Wazers, like in US, we're receiving like, you know, indications and streets from the voice of, uh, of Santa Claus. We have other example of a change car. So, you know, there is the common arrow that you're using in Waze, but maybe uh, when we launch it, like, you know, Cars 2, we change the cars with the, with the cars of the, of the main characters of the movie. So people were able, like, you know, to change the car from the app and drive for a certain amount of time, you know, with the, with the car of the movie. So all those type of things, they're making us, you know, able to play a lot on creativity and not only, like, you know, become a, a performance, a direct performance, uh, an indirect performance platform, but also like a very powerful branding platform. You mentioned at the start of our podcast that you are uh, an experienced Google, uh, and we also know that Waze is, is part of Google, and it's a, it's a big company, Alphabet, uh, which has basically two navigation products right now, Google Maps and Waze. And we've saw, uh, we've seen in, in the last few years that some features moved from one app to another. But how 
do you keep them differentiated? How do you keep them as being useful separately? Yes. So this is a very good question. And as you can imagine, is a question that I get a lot, you know, because it's a, a curiosity that lots of people have. So we think of the product like in a little bit different way. First of all, in general, like, you know, waste remain like, you know, uh, a startup company within Google, which is a, a way to, to remain a, a kind of labor laboratory of innovation within a company that although is fostering like, you know, a startup environment is still getting bigger and bigger. So to keep innovating, you have to maintain your nimble ability to move quickly on what you're doing. Then from a product perspective, you know, uh, Maps is like, you know, is an app that is doing various things. So it is, you're using it to walk, you're using it to check information on shops, you're using it to check like public transport, uh, biking, uh, you're using it for lots of things. We, we say like it's a, it's a kind of a, a Swiss like knife, you know, where you have like lots of things that, uh, that you're using it. One of those things is also like a GPS. Okay, Waze instead is just a GPS dedicated to driver. So it's verticalized only to driver. And differently from Google Maps, powered by the community, which is like the complete difference from all the things that I said the community could do. The community like you could map streets, could give like, you know, local flavor. It's literally like giving like, you know, at the brand, a complete different kind of approach. So plus, since, you know, as I was saying at the beginning, we are developing a further scope in the mobility space. The carpool is only an example of this. Waze is becoming in that way just like, you know, uh, to increase our presence and the overall Google presence in the mobility space. Then, of course, I mean, being like good cousins, we develop features that, for, of course, we integrate in Google Maps for whoever is using Google Maps. So... Uh, coming back a bit to, to the businesses and then going to the changes of the mobility space, which, which are fascinating and, and very fast, uh, for businesses who use uh, Waze, what kind of analytics do they have? Uh, how can they analyze basically the impact of their investment in advertising through Waze? So we have various various sorts of like uh, of KPIs, various type of KPIs where you can monitor your your success campaign. I mean, of course, we have all the classical like you know digital KPIs of like impressions or impression shares, CPM, etc. This is just you know classical uh, key digital KPIs. Then we have you know, as I was mentioning, the main KPI that we're measuring is navigation. Meaning like, you know, the number of people that are putting, you know, the, the, your, your destination, your shops into the map. So we can give you the actual number of people that are doing this. And we're calling navigation. We can measure like what we call navigation lift. Meaning like, you know, that from people exposed to the ad versus people not exposed to the ad, what was the increase for you being like, you know, in that campaign? We can measure, like uh, as I was saying before, the, the market share across competitors. So across the, all the navigation that are representing your market segment, what is the portion that your, bring, your business is bringing? And how this is changing over time uh, while like, you know, on, on, your, on your waste campaign? So those are obviously the main ones. But then we can ask lots of questions like how many uh, 
how many kilometers a user you know want to drive because to go to your shop versus the competitors uh, if they're coming back to your shops you know on uh, how many days so measuring like uh, loyalties uh, where did they go first or after going to your shop so, you know, so all those are all marketing information that are kind of enriching the the marketing insight that that you, that you can extract from from a waste campaign you mentioned mobility and carpooling and we know that uh, day after day it's becoming uh, a bad investment to have a person day after day it's becoming a bad a bad investment to to buy a personal car to have a, a car we see we see single people basically sitting there in their cars not sharing them uh, even if they are going to work um, so how do you prepare for for a future where cars maybe will not be owned we're gonna use carpooling and in five to ten years we're gonna have mass market uh, autonomous cars yeah so I mean this is a, a good question and of course I mean from our observatory uh, we have our own opinion on what is going to be the future of transportation okay so regarding the future of transportation as you mentioned there are three big trends you know one of that is electrification so I mean we've seen that uh, we would like to reduce the amount of CO2 so there is uh, a lots of work that we're doing to to turn all cars into electrics. Another one is obviously like technology in terms of uh, like autonomous car. We, we don't know, I mean, if people will require a driving license in, uh, in 10 or, or 15 years. Uh, so it's definitely like, you know, the, the environment uh, is changing. The third one is like mobility as a service. So we don't need to own a car. We use like, you know, car sharing, carpooling, uh, like Uber, all those type of technology, okay? Now, we don't know exactly what is going to happen in the next 10 years. We all, we just know that these three trends, you know, are all happening and they are like intertwined themselves. We don't know exactly where we're going to land, but we know that those three are going to be like the, the main element. And from our perspective, playing like in the in the field of carpool we are trying to contributing but also trying to make sure that our brand is recognized as a leader brand in the mobility space to assure that whatever the mix of this technology is going to land we're going to be there to help the the end users recognizing our brand as a key player in the in the space dario thank you very much uh, for your insights uh, in the ways business and in the ways future and thank you for, for for the app basically because it helps us every day thank you very much for inviting me it was a great pleasure thank you everybody thank you everybody for listening our ing podcast here at uh, gotech world in bucharest we're gonna be back with uh, another speakers uh, and experts uh, from the tech world thank you very much